take a deep breath Take the higher road That's what they always say As if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself Cause life ain't just a dream You make your own So kick and scream The people will like With a never ending force You never had the chance So what you waiting for The day has come my friend Cause this is war Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me today. I am here with three new friends. Uh, these ladies I, I found on Instagram, and I just looked through my messages, and it was back in October of last year. I reached out to them after hearing one of the shows that they did called Call a Crackhead, and I just absolutely loved it, and I was like, I have got to shoot the crap with them one day <laughs> for a lack of a better word. So my message actually said that I, I said, I, I just listened to your podcast. I love what you ladies are doing, you know, hit me up and let's shoot the crap one day. And so what is it? Five months later, you know, they, they blew up actually. So it is um, three women out of North Carolina that were friends back in college. And in the beginning of all of this, uh, pandemic back in 2020, they just felt comfortable enough with each other to talk and to critically think through things. And I'll let them share that with you. But this is why I speak out. This is why you're hearing me right now is because people need to talk. And when we're letting the media with all this virtue signaling BS, dictate to us what we can and we cannot say, or if we're good people, or, you know, by what we're standing up for. Um, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, and so I just did um, an interview with them uh, about my new book. And absolutely, I just knew it, that it would be an amazing conversation. And so I invited them on to Nurses Out Loud with me. So thank you for joining me, friends. I'm your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley. You can find me on air every Friday, but you can also find my other sister nurses Monday through Thursday with a different nurse host daily. So we encourage you guys to reach out to us and to send emails. We actually just had a meeting with the network and found out that our shows are getting between 15 and 30,000 views just on podcast. So, wow. I mean, this is so amazing. You know, it just, it, it's a reason why I know that people want to hear the truth. And when I say the truth, I mean, it's my truth. It's your truth. Whatever truth it is, we just need to talk about it. And like these wonderful women say, just think. So I'd like to introduce to you the ladies of the Just Think podcast. We have Holly, Kristen, and Amy. And I'm going to start with Kristen just because she is a nurse and, um, and let her tell her story a little bit. And then, um, no, you know what? I'm going to change that up. 
I'm going to change it up. I, I want, I want Holly to start us off because I had talked with her earlier and I was like, what was your, why did you guys come together? And she said, oh, what was our just think moment? And so let me, let me start off with Holly. Tell me how you guys came together. Okay. Well, at the beginning of every one of our episodes, we say we're three friends that come from across the political spectrum. And that's because Amy was raised on the left. Kristen was raised, we say, with her head in the sand, just like nothing. And I was raised on the right. And why I think that's important is because we were three friends that trusted and respected one another. We did not hesitate from conversations with each other that people might deem political. Now, it's sad that we've politicized everything in the country. And now you have to align. And I want listeners to think about this. If you believe that your opinions have to align with a party or a movement, that's called tribalism. And what the three of us wanted to do was sort of dismantle tribalism and get to what you said, the truth, right? So we're all locked down. We're homeschooling children, which we, by the way, never wanted to do. We're yeah. Everybody was homeschooling, right? And we are texting one another. And it's just things like, this is weird. You know, this doesn't make sense. And it was that God-given intuition, number one, that just said some things aren't making sense. And of course, as time went on, we really saw things weren't making sense. We, Kristen's a nurse, you'll hear more from her. She was looking for how do we treat now? We had friends texting us, our moms and dads are sick. I'm sick, what do you do? And so as we're having these conversations, we realized that we can't put it on social media without context. What happens if you throw a post up, you get all the haters that come along and then they try to argue with you. And no, none of us want to be involved in that. Mm -hmm. Kristen was getting shadow banned for showing literal videos of Anthony Fauci talking himself. So I don't know how you shadow ban somebody for sh showing what someone said, but it was happening. They had a hashtag. They were raising money. They started realizing that, you know, these um, se child sex trafficking, it's real. It's happening. They did a fundraiser through our businesses to give money back to these organizations, got shadow banned for a save the children hashtag. So all of this was happening and we're all texting. And we said, what if we invited more people into our conversations? We had to sit at the table with actual evidence. In other words, if you talk about something, you've got to show where you got that information from. So I said, we ought to just have a podcast and call it Just Think. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was I got scared and was like, well, why am I trying to do Why am I trying to do this? I don't want to step in this arena. I am tired. I don't want to do this. <laughs> but we realized and we talked about it on in our interview with you. We had a conviction. And the conviction was if you know something and you don't tell other people to warn them, then you are culpable. Yeah. And so that's how that's how it started. We we all three of us are, by the way, unaffiliated voters. OK. And I would say all three of us can't stand either party. I think we hate one more than the other at this point, but we just don't like any of them. Mm -hmm. But it really is more about what is the truth. And so mm -hmm. just think is about providing evidence and encouraging people to just think so they can discover the truth for themselves. Love it. Yes, absolutely. I, I appreciate that you said that you guys are all on different sides, you know, uh, or, or the way you were raised. Mm -hmm. And I had many friendships, you know, just the same. And I actually had a friend who was a very close friend of mine, um, very close. She had stopped kind of talking to me. 
She made it very political, the virus. She was a amazing, brilliant ICU nurse who I learned a lot from. And throughout COVID, she had just started to withdraw herself a little bit. And then when I blew the whistle, I never heard from her. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. That's all right. I'm going to invite her to my birthday in November. Right. So I invited her to my birthday and she's like, oh, thank you for the invite. But, you know, I can't be there. And I was like, hmm, OK. A couple months later, I get a text from her and she's like, just thinking about you. You're one of the most amazing souls I've ever met. You can make me laugh like nobody else. I miss your beautiful smile. And she had a history of depression. So I was concerned and I read and I texted back, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, just feeling the love. You know, I've never met somebody so amazing as you before. And I'm like, well, I'm still here in the same spot. And then I never heard from her again. And then actually I was going to pull up the text message to read it verbatim. And I just realized it's not there anymore. So on iPhone, you can re- you can delete a message, I guess. I don't know. You can. Or yeah. does it automatically delete after a year or so? It could be in your settings if it's been for a, if, if it's been a while. Yeah. Because I used to be able to. And I feel like now they delete probably because I have way too many texts in there. And that may I mean, be. You know. Maybe because from the three of us. <laughs> I think you, right. can unsend, you can unsend a text now. Like that's maybe something relatively new, but I think you can unsend, you can unsend something that you send. I'm pretty sure. Well, I have no messages from her anymore. And so weird, but anyway, it's not about her. It's just about, I have a lot of friends that think like that. Right. And it's interesting because they, they haven't reached out to me, which I'm okay with because I know that, you know, everybody's in our life for a season and a reason I'm 48 years old. I've, I've seen friends come and go, but I've also seen them go, but they're still there. You know what I mean? And I never was that woman to be like, you don't text me happy birthday. You know what I mean? You're not my friend. So, you know, that's okay. But it's important that we do have these conversations. So I love that you guys have that conversation enough to get on podcast and, and talk. So whoever wants to go next. <laughs> well, I'll save uh, the nurse for last. I'll go ahead and just <laughs> tell my quick story. So as Holly said, this is Amy talking by the way, but um, Holly said I was raised on the left. So I was the one coming from the left uh, point of view. Um, I was raised in that throughout my life, but as I became an adult, I completely abandoned all anything politics. So really I'm kind of a mixture of raised, maybe subconscious beliefs coming from a liberal point of view um, to head in the sand, (laughs) la, la, la. Like I didn't want to hear anything. Um, And I will say that I feel like the liberal um, ideology of back when I was growing up is very different than the one today. So when I say that I was raised on the left, I'm not talking about the views of the current left, if that makes sense, because it's just very different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was my, I was head in the sand. um, And and one of my just think moments, I think one of the very first ones I had even prior to COVID was George Floyd. So when, when all the George Floyd happened and I saw everybody 
like do the black squares on Instagram. Remember everybody blacked out, you know, for yep. George Floyd without having any information, you know, other than this man was killed by a police officer. And it was, you know, the way that he was killed was, was horrific, but there was no more information. It was just automatic turn to like a racism conversation, race conversation. Um, I thought that was strange. And I remember like, I was talking to my mom about it and, um, you know, she's, she's on the left and she agreed with a lot of the things that I was saying, but as time went on, the more, the more I was talking about it, I was talking about it completely ignorant to the fact that my opinions had any political leaning at all. I was just saying what I thought. I didn't know that that meant that, oh, well, you're, Mm. you know, you must be right wing or you must must be be a Trump supporter. Right. I mean, I had no idea. I was just saying what I thought. And so that kind of opened my eyes to this world of like, everything you believe is going to be put on a side, even if you don't feel like you're on a side. Mm. So that's kind of like, that was like one of my aha moments. Um, the next one, obviously, which both of us had the same, you know, was the COVID stuff. Um, in the beginning when which March, 2020, mm-hmm. yeah, when they first, mm-hmm. I remember the yeah. day that our kids, we picked our kids up from school. Oh, yeah. It was Friday, it was the, Friday 13th. the 13th. And my son <laughs> was like, mom, I don't think, I don't think we're going to be going back to school. They said, we probably are going to not go to school like next week. And I was like, really? You know, I'm like, we were just completely caught off guard by it all, but we believed it. At first, we didn't know any different. We didn't know what this was. We didn't know anything. I remember my parents were supposed to be coming for my daughter's fifth birthday. And I told them not to come. I was like, y'all don't come. I was like, I just don't know. Like I would feel terrible. if Something happened to you. Like, and you know, vice versa. I mean, and now looking back, I'm like, wasted time. You know, they could have been there for the birthday, but hindsight's 2020 didn't know. Um, But as time went on, things just began to you know, the discernment kicked in. I started seeing weird things. One of the things I know that really um, made us just think was when the doctors were um, speaking about the all in the white lab coats. I think they were on the steps of the Supreme Court. Maybe. Yep. American frontline doctors. Frontline yep. doctors. And I didn't even know who they were. I didn't know that it was a political, like, oh, if you believe them, you're a, white, a right-wing <laughs> extremist or anything. <laughs> I just saw doctors saying, waving their arms saying like, we have treatments, we have early treatments. This is working. We're treating patients. And I saw it just virally make the rounds on social media. And then I saw it get taken down. And I was like, wait a minute, why Mm -hmm. are they taking it down? So that was like my other really big aha moment. And then of course me and her talking all the time, because we have kids, you know, we are married to brothers, (laughs) Kristen and I are married to brothers. So, um, our kids are cousins. We're all very close. They're all in school. So we're talking all the time about all this stuff and then the masking and all the things. And so things just really started clicking and coming into place. And once you start searching for the truth, once you start digging, peeling back that onion, you can't unsee it. Once Mm -hmm. you see one thing, you can't unsee it. Then you see something else. You can't unsee that. And then the other thing makes more sense. And so that's what's led us to where we are now. So I'm completely unaffiliated. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, you know, I was raised on the left. I'm unaffiliated. However, most people would probably categorize me as a right-wing extremist. Uh, I don't know, but it's bizarre. Anyway, that's I I started thinking, you know, having to go and talk politics, right? In 2020, the more that I researched, the more I was like, because yes, I voted Democrat when I was younger. um, And then I had children. 
And I think for a lot of people, that's where they turn. And then they're like, well, I kind of like the values. This doesn't really work so well for a nuclear family situation. Uh, And then they change. Uh, And being raised in Chicago my whole life, you know, I, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, no, everybody should have a choice. Everybody should do this and that. And and so I was Democrat. But what did that mean for you? Like what, when you say that you were raised on the left, what did that look like? What did that feel like? How did you walk in the world? Well, I didn't really use my political views. I mean, at this point I'm talking like I'm a kid, you know, all I remember is hearing the loud political conversations at the kitchen table, um, from like my parents and my grandparents, and it would just always get heated. They were all on the same side, but they just, they would get fired up. Just like, right. just like how we get fired up when we get going, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. about what's going on in the world. So it was all during like, um, the Reagan years and the Bush years. And there's nothing specific other than, yeah, I was like, you know, everybody should have choice. You know, I definitely felt that, um, I felt like I always got that message of like, Um, get take from uh, give to the rich and leave out the poor. It was like the rich poor divide, and like oh well, you know this party wants to just you know are they're selfish and they yeah. don't want to you know help everybody you know like that kind of a message. I don't know that I necessarily really walked those values in the world because by the time I got old enough to walk in the world, I had left all of it because it just I couldn't. It was just too much. I just you know I'm in college. I'm not giving a rip about. Politics, you know, right. I'm just fun and um, living my young adult years. Um, so, really, anything about walking in the world with my politics has really just come here recently in the past us, couple years. I think both of us was if it didn't affect us, yeah, we didn't we we didn't think about, it, but we didn't realize how much things were affecting right. us and how much right. more it's affecting us now. So, I think that was kind of both of our mindsets was. Well, it's not affecting us. Like, we don't need to worry about that. We don't need to worry about that. That's way up high. There's nothing we can do about it. That was kind of my thinking, you know? And same and same. That's how I always felt, you know? Yeah. And now that I'm, I went to my first uh, legislative hearing on a bill. I think that's the right way to say it. That's how <laughs> ignorant I am. Yeah. Uh, yesterday and actually spoke. And I brought my 13 year old there. And the whole time, because I homeschool him, you know, um, very, Oh, freely, I guess, if you will, (laughs) we don't sit down at the table every day. Like he learns life. And, Mm -hmm. and, and and I was very impressed actually, because when we're in there meeting with the Senator and the other people that had gathered, you know, he was able to, he's like, is there going to be a filibuster here today? And I was like, what do you know about a filibuster? You know? (laughs) So I was like, Oh, you are paying attention. Um, but Uh, You know, the whole way there, he's like, I don't know why I have to go with this. You know, I always go with you to these things. And when he means these things, it's all these things for me, (laughs) whistleblower. And he's like, I just don't understand what's so important about it. And I was trying to tell him, but everything I was saying, he was arguing with. And I said, you know what? We're done talking. You just wrote the title of your paper. What is so important about attending SB 1250 today. I said, and that is what I want you to do. We're done talking. You're going to tell me why it was so important for us to be there. And he realized it. And so did I, I was like, we have our voice. 
And even though we have our pseudo governor, Katie Hobbs now, she'll probably veto the bill, even if it passes. Um, it's important to get our voices on public record, you know, and and so anyway, you know, that's the issue is because so many of us were like living our lives freely, openly. We're we're enjoying life. I mean, when Trump was in office, it was an amazing existence. Right. You know, people were making money. We didn't have to worry about all of that. He was controlling, you know, um, extremists. He was talking with North Korea and the Middle East. And, you know, there were no balloons in the sky. There were no <laughs> balloons in the sky. The borders were closed. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and, and then we, I realized like, oh my gosh, it's because of our complacency where we, yep. we felt That's as it. Americans, if we just went and voted on the presidential election, we did our civic duty. And so we all know now that we need to get involved. And so, yeah, that's right. And you know what, Jody? I'll just interject this too, because I know when you asked Amy about well, how did you live your life on, you know, being raised with that ideology, I will say I've thought this so many times in the last few months. I learned from conservatives, from Republicans to not trust the government. That's what I learned growing up. Don't trust the government. I learned from the left, from liberals, not to trust big corporations. Both of those things have served me well. Mm -hmm. I, I'm still confused why the left trusts big pharma. I'm not confused. I know exactly why they do, because it funds <laughs> it funds their campaigns just like it funds a lot of Republicans. Let's be really clear. I encourage listeners to go to opensecrets.org. Look who funded the campaigns. You yeah. see that Pfizer gave more to Biden, 98% of their donations or 99 went to, went to Biden. A lot of his cabinet, a lot of people who represent him or working for him in office were hired from Pfizer. So when you start to chase down money trails on both sides, you see the corruption. There's a reason Donald Trump called it the swamp, love him or hate him. Yeah. It's exactly what you said, Jody. Our lives were better. Our lives were better under him. By better, I mean economically, and our our foreign diplomacy was better. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a reminder: if this hasn't woken you up to who you vote for matters, mm -hmm. and that you don't need. Um, listen, you may not like everything about the person you vote for, but what are their policies? Their policies will impact your daily life. And yeah. that's what we need to wake up to. And and hey, Kristen and Amy will tell you they've gotten very involved locally, and mm -hmm. where school boards, you know, Wilmington, where they live, flipped their school board entirely to more conservative ideologies. That's huge. Huge. So get involved and know what people stand for. It will impact your life. It yeah, and I think it's important too with you know our children and and allowing them to critically think and not get sucked in. So like when the George Floyd happened, um, my son was ten years old, and a couple weeks ago I had him on a podcast, uh, a thirteen-year-old perspective over life um, over the last three years on life over the last three years, and he didn't know what I was going to ask him because I wanted it to be authentic. And I said, well, what did you think about um, the George Floyd thing? And he's like, well, listen, I wasn't there. He's like, I know that the guy was on drugs, but I don't know how hard he was holding his knee on his neck. And I'm like, that's right. How do we know how much pressure was on there? You know, and he's like, and he was, you know, um, he wasn't struggling at that point, but he was a big dude. And I think he has a criminal record. Right. And I said, yeah, he had a criminal record. And, and then I asked him about the blackout screen. I said, 
did you do that? And he said, no. And I said, did you have any issues from your friends saying, why aren't you putting a blackout screen on your Instagram? And he's not real big on it anyway, but still. And he said, no, if they did say anything, I just left them on red. (laughs) 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 That's funny. And then I looked at his social media back then and it said pronouns, no slash one slash cares. (laughs) He's got it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm doing okay. I'm yes, doing a good okay. job. Yes. <laughs> Homeschooling A plus. <laughs> so, so Kristen, um, I know we want to get to you, but I actually want to um, read an email from a listener and, and then introduce you. So we are going to go to break. Um, and then when we come back from break, we're going to read this email from the listener, and then I am going to get your perspective on it as a nurse and let you introduce yourself. Um, but guys, uh, I want you to check out our sponsor, Healthy Cell. There is um, one of their products is Focus and Recall that helps with recall, um, the speed and the learning, brain flow blood support, um, antioxidant activity, cognitive fuel and brain energy. And, um, it's really helping me a lot these days. I I started just faithfully taking the product and I am noticing a difference. Um, instead of waking up and having the coffee, I'm trying to have tea with some honey, lemon and apple cider vinegar and, um, checking out this, uh, focus and recall from healthy cell. So when we come right back, um, we are going to talk with Kristen, who is the nurse that joined this group or created the group with, uh, the just think ladies, just think podcast. We'll be right back. It's time in this We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. AmericaOutloud.com 
If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud, and I'm your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley. I want to read an email that I received from a listener, Nadia. And I'm here with the Just Think Ladies, and we're going to be introduced to Kristen, who is the nurse in the group. And I just wanted um, her opinion on this email. I am really enjoying your program and happy to see a nurse is participating on the platform. I am also a registered nurse and pediatric nurse practitioner. Listening to you review the nurse's oath and ethical principles has been a great refresher for me. In regards to your recent podcast with your friend Beth, another nurse, you both made excellent points about the lack of actions that nurses took to protect their patients through the pandemic. However, there are many that did speak out and just were not successful in their workplace. They did the best they could and should be acknowledged. I also think to empower the baby nurses and those that already are already nurses, it would be best to not make them feel worse by saying on air that they failed or were complicit. The past cannot be changed but the future can be shaped by positivity and encouragement. Finally, giving concrete examples for nurses to try to speak up would have been helpful. I kept listening to hear you or Beth say, go to your CNO or write a petition or stage a protest, anything but find your way or God will show you. These are true statements, but I think nurses and people have to hear solid concrete examples to get nudged to finding their way. Can you provide some ideas what you have seen nurses do on the job to cause a change in medical practice? Is it simply refusing to give a med or wear a mask or making a presentation to the CNO to show how masks are not effective? Thank you for all you have done for nursing patients in healthcare. I look forward to hearing more of your podcast. So I'd like to say thank you, Nadia. Um, that was that was a beautiful uh, a letter, and um, and I'm going to answer that. But let, let's introduce Kristen now, and and tell me what what do you think about that? Mm. I can actually see. I think what's really hard with all of this is just just like when we say, you know. You don't want to instill fear or guilt. I think a lot of us, like once we once we learn something, once we know something, you feel guilty for what you may have done or maybe what you have to keep doing. And I know we've talked about this before. Some people, we have a lot of friends that are remaining there and do try to speak up, but they stay because they need the paycheck. A lot of them don't agree with what's going on. And Nadia, I think it's a great idea to to try and get ideas. Honestly, I think it's going to take more than just one, though. And and there are nurses that have started a petition. There are nurses that have stood up and and it's worked to some extent, but then it's not like it has to be a whole mass movement. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it's just hard. I can't imagine being there. Like, I'm so grateful that I'm not there through all of this because I keep saying I would have lost my job. And so I have, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I did not have to go through that because I don't know what I would have done. I really don't. I mean, I know that I would not have stayed. And the reason I even got out of nursing, one of the reasons, and, and thankfully I had a vehicle to get me out of nursing and I still am, I'm a nurse to the day I die. I'm still a nurse. Well, keep my license, but I'm just not practicing and I just, I started seeing a lot of the things that I wasn't aligned with just throwing a pill. I was already seeing like big pharma and the opiate, you know, all the opioids. It was not fun. People just want a quick fix. Like, but it was my bread and butter. It was our insurance. It was our money. And until we had another way out, I had to stay there. So I get that. And I don't want to keep going around in circles, but I, I don't really know how to answer that, except sometimes it does take the power of one and to know that you're not alone. And when you're listening to this and knowing that this podcast is reaching 15,000 people, you know, probably a lot of nurses and healthcare professionals every day, you know that you're not alone. And I think that it's going to be, it's going to take the power of one, but a, what is it? The Helen Keller quote, quote, alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And I do think those examples would be great, but you got to, at some point, you also have to take ownership and do it, do it yourself too. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, when she said anything, you know, I kept listening to hear you and Beth say, go to your CNO, blah, 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 anything but find your way or God will show you. Um, but they're not listening. The CNOs, the doctors, they're not listening. That Just like you look at the when in your videos, being the whistleblower, you're going to the doctors, you're asking about ivermectin that, you know, you're asking about you're asking the pharmacist. The, I have nurses that are talking to the doctors and they are so indoctrinated and they have it's willful blindness. It's cognitive dissonance. It's it's they're controlled. They're controlled. Well, and that's a big thing is that they're controlled. People think that, oh, well, the doctor didn't prescribe it for me. It's probably not the best thing for me then. And it's like, no, they're a paycheck employee. Mm-hmm. They get their marching orders from the, the hospital administrators who get their marching orders from HHS. Right. And so all it is, is like a trickle down effect. So, you know, the days of the patient physician relationship, um, you know, being what it used to be, where people could trust what their doctor is saying that those days are have been long gone. You know, I mean, think about like all the statin drugs that everybody is on. All it takes is a little bit of research to see how horrible those are. And exactly. and even like Pepsid. My dad told me he's been on Pepsid since he was in his late 20s, like back in the 70s. And I look that up, um, you know, because I'm critically thinking more. Right. You know, being like, well, wait a second. Let, tell me what drugs you're on and I'm going to look them all up. And and I looked it up and it's supposed to be short term. That man's been on it for 40 years. And yeah. so so I'd like to just say to Nadia, um, my whole premise of doing this is to encourage people to choose faith over fear. So in 53 minutes, sometimes I don't get to um, preach as much on that as I'd like to. But Nadia, my, my whole reason for coming forward was because I allowed God to guide me. And, um, and that's why I wrote the book is because I, I heard a quote too that said, if you want somebody to know the truth, tell them. If you want somebody to love the truth, tell a story. 
So I, I designed the, the book based on my story and it's all including God. So, you know, find your way. I think, you know, making that statement, find your way. People are trying to find their way in, in the world and the world is going to disappoint them every time. So my, what my friends have called, oh, you have a ministry. And I'm like, you know, a ministry, I think of a preacher standing behind a pulpit and Lord knows, I don't know the word that well to do that, but I've started to settle into understanding that I do have a different type of ministry and, and it does include God. So I do like the, the presentation advice. Um, to show the CNO how masks are not effective. I think that's awesome. And yeah. that would definitely add to their um, yearly review if they come and bring an educational piece to the unit. So yeah, that, that's good. And thank you so much for um, for reaching out. And and thank you, Kristen, for weighing in on that. So so tell me a little bit about you. How, how I you will, do- and I, w- I will say yeah. one thing, that they can say. And one thing that we've learned through all of this, because I have a hard time. I don't want to sound defensive when someone says something that I don't agree with. And one of our friends told us like, ask the question. So I think that if I would give a piece of advice to any nurse or to any parent or to anyone, when you're going to the doctor, when you're going to administrative is show me, can you show me the evidence? Can you show this to me? And so when you you can provide like what was there's that whole Cochrane um, review right now of the masks that's like the oh, top the gold standard right the gold standard so if you provide that and then say can you tell me what you're using you know for the evidence based practice for the policy for our entire hospital administration I'd love to see because this is what I'm seeing but I think that when you're asking I think so asking the question that would probably be my best advice is to ask ask for ask for the evidence show me you know. Mm-hmm. Or just present it to them, right? Well, you can, but they won't look at it. <laughs> yeah, they won't right. look at it. And I mean, and I want—I hate to say that, but yes, I've provided evidence, and I absolutely say, "Here's what I have. Can you show me yours so I can look at both sides?" Mm-hmm. So when you when you are open to listening and show them that you are, perhaps they will be open to it. But also, they have to provide. Then they have to provide it. They don't just—they they don't have to just look at it. Okay. So I think that's another good. Thing. But just a, a little bit about me. Um, I was, I say that my family was independent, but my uncle was definitely Rush Limbaugh every day, literally till the day Rush Limbaugh died. And I even called my uncle that day and I said, I'm sorry, like, because like truly, and, and, but he would always get heated, like always talk about it. But I think that's what it is. I didn't like politics because I knew that every time people talked about it, everybody got in an argument or everybody gotten, you know, mm-hmm. heated over it. So I literally just choose chose to like just keep my head in the sand. If it didn't affect me, it didn't affect me, or so I thought. Um, but I've changed, you know, when you when you learn, know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to, you know, nurses school. I also had a very crazy help journey. We actually did a whole podcast on uh what was it called? What the health or what was our mm-hmm. what the health? where we talked about how I went through all of the traditional medicine and I started basically unlearning everything. Just, I was on the proton pump inhibitors. I was diagnosed with IBS. I was, but what I found found out is it was my diet. It's gut health. It's, you know, treat it naturally. I like to say, I'm unlearning basically everything I learned in nursing school, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but it was all such a great experience. But my, you know, some of my aha moments really was the masking. I remember dropping our, my son off 
his first day at kindergarten, when they finally were able to go back to in-person learning, he had a mask on, a backpack bigger than him. The teachers couldn't even hug him. He'd never stepped foot in the school because we had moved and it was a new school. And I'm dropping him off just in tears because the teachers, like they're not even, even touching the kids. And they send pictures of our kids thinking it makes us feel better, but they look like they're in another country. And they are sick because they are six feet apart against a wall with masks on. And you and I both know, Jody, that we never masked if we no. were healthy. Mm-hmm. We never, I mean, the only time we even threw a mask on anybody was if they had cold symptoms, you know, or of course we did the whole isolation. So we didn't process. get wet. <laughs> right. And, and people don't realize they're like, well, what about in surgeries and stuff? That's just so your spit doesn't fall on stuff. It's not to protect you from getting sick. And it's a false fit testing in the whole in 95 fit testing. We had to get fit tested every year. You can't just throw on grandma's underwear over your face and say you're protected. And that's what they were saying. So that was one of my like, OK, this doesn't make sense. And then when the doctors were censored, I was like, huh. And I was already trying to look at. First of all, when they're saying that there's a vaccine being rushed and this was with Trump. OK, mm-hmm. I didn't believe that for a second. I don't want any medicine injected into my body. I had also started down the rabbit hole of actual childhood vaccines during all of this. Because thankfully, my blessing for for all this pandemic was that I got to educate myself even more and listen to my gut. And I had time to do some digging. So I I already knew you can't take a vaccine away. And so when you're sitting here rushing something and having it out for the masses, no matter what your health status is, that made no sense at all to me. And then I started thinking, okay, well, even if they are completely safe and effective, like they say they are, people are going to get sick before they get, before the vaccine's available. So what are we going to do? Okay. My dad had a lot of risk factors. I knew he didn't want the, he he didn't want the vaccine. I wanted to do research on what's going to work. And so then you start finding, you know, doctors doing things that work. That's what you do. You find doctors that are doing things that are work. And then these doctors, this whole huge group, are treating thousands of people. Nobody's dying. Nobody's dying with them. And then they get censored. Why are we not setting them up on a pedestal and taking notes and saying, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Instead, they get censored, shadow banned, everything. That was insane to me. And And there's no, and and think about it. We're three years into this. Three years, not one hospital or university has come out to the forefront to be a centers of excellence for early treatment. Not one. Right. And and we know why. It's all because big pharma and government money and grants and everything pays them. So they have to listen. And it and it's ridiculous on how uninformed people are. I mean, we had a senator uh oppose the bill yesterday the SB 1250 in Arizona, um, a Native American woman. She opposes the bill and she says, why? And she said, listen, we're here arguing this at the state level, but the federal government trumps that. So we have to listen to the federal government and what they say. And I'm sitting here being like, what? I mean, everybody in the in the gallery was like, and then the whatever you call him, maybe he's called the president of the committee or, you know, chairman of the committee. He says, there will not be any any uh, outbursts in here. You know, everybody needs to be respectful. And so everybody was quiet, but we were visibly like, 
you know, with even the nurse who was another senator, she spoke up. And at first she was talking and she's saying how everything, um, like she un understands like um, the need for medical freedom and we shouldn't force people. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know she was on in support of this. And then literally flips and starts saying, but we are healthcare providers and we have to do our job and everybody has to get injected. So I don't um, support this bill. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? How about that? It just doesn't work. The vaccine was failing um, from the beginning. Like, and so, you know, you just sit there and you're like, people are just so blinded. I mean, literally propaganda messaging is, is all of this is well, the reason why we're here. Yeah. I was going to say what stuck out to me when you said that that lady was saying, we can't deal with this at the state level. We have to listen to the federal government. Like that is completely bass backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what I've learned. And this is one of the other silver linings, right. of all of this, you know, from going to not be interested in politics at all. Nothing matters more than what happens at your local level. It's, right. we, it's we, the people, like this is how we change. This is how we can change communities and, and cities. It has to start at the local levels. We can't mm -hmm. just rely on, you know, think that nothing matters in our state. Just look up to the federal government. Mm -mm. It's completely backwards. Our founding fathers knew that and they wrote the constitution to say all powers not reserved for the federal government were delegated to the states. And in fact, the only powers I think it gave the federal government was the right to have a military, right? It was to provide for the common defense. I think there was one other thing. In other words, most powers were reserved for the states. Mm -hmm. And what's sad is that these people serving in Congress or serving their states in some political capacity don't even know the Constitution. Right. We end up in places like this. We vote for someone who raised the most money and said the things your tickling ears wanted to hear. And you said, oh, sounds good. Check this box. And they're owned already by the political party that gave them all the money and said, yeah, we'll support you. But once you get in, you're going to vote with us. Don't you yep. dare go away. Don't you dare deviate. You know, whether you like people or not, you know, people like Senator Manchin and 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 people like Rand Paul, who didn't always go with the party lines, you should respect. They have the kahunas to actually think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what really just burns me up is when people who should know better say things like, but the government said, the federal government says, but my doctor says. You have abdicated your free will and your autonomy to someone else the minute you say, but they said. Mm -hmm. Well, why yeah. do we even elect you then? Uh, didn't you say this is a senator? Yes. Yes, I mean, it's a senator. What's the point? Right. If you're not going to be a voice for, for your people. people. <laughs> well, and it just shows how ignorant they are, right? You know, when we think, oh, they're senator, they got this title, you know, they hold this, this, this power. And, and sure, you know, people, you know, hear, oh, a senator's coming or a senator speaking, and they do have, you know, authority behind that name. But to say something so asinine was like, wait a second, did, did anybody have to take a test on the Bill of Rights or the Constitution before they, they took oath of office so that we know that you know what you're supposed to be upholding? And just no, but legal immigrants do. 
Yeah, Our, the immigrants but, probably know more than most of us. Exactly. Oh, they do. Yeah. They do. You know, the um, like Senator Sham, the nurse that got elected this year, she even said out there, she's like, listen, I don't care if I don't get elected in two years. I'm not here to, she goes, I would love to go back to nursing. I loved being a nurse. This is where I would love to go. I'm just here doing my public duty because of what I saw happening. And now she stepped up. So, you know, I think a lot of people, cause I mean, what do they make? 24,000 a year, <laughs> you know? So I think a lot of people, they get in and then they get in this click of this power you know, it's like we talk about that with some whistleblowers, you know, um, that, oh, you're a whistleblower and you did this and you did that. And it's like, man, if I could go back to my life before mm -hmm. all this, I would gladly give it up, you know. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't but make it sense. Highlighted, don't you think, Jody? it is highlighted the last few years have highlighted so much if you're paying attention mm -hmm. and it's highlighted our education system's terrible. Um, most of us who can vote don't even understand how our government works. Um, the, the fact that we didn't understand, I, we one of our first interviews with a doctor, we said, can you tell us how much education you get in medical school on vaccines? And we've heard this time and time again. Listeners, listen to me. They're not taught no. what's in these vaccines. They're not taught anything other than it's public health. It's good for society. You administer them. It is a part of our protocol. And it is shocking. I've yet to find a doctor who said that they were educated on vaccines. So then we asked, well, what about medications? Like, how do you know which medications to get? And do you know what doc Dr. John Murphy in Arizona, who told us it? He said it's what the, now he's moved away into naturopathic medicine now, but he yeah. said, oh, it was what the, um, the salespeople, pharmaceutical reps came and presented to us. And we decided if that's what we wanted to administer and you have the medical journals, which would write up about this or that, which we now know the pharmaceutical companies fund the medical journals. Mm -hmm. So yep. these are things the average American did not know in, in 2019. Yeah. And thank God more Americans know that now you see more uh, vaccine hesitancy, I think is a good thing. And people are scared to death of it. You hear, oh, what if we don't vaccinate? We're going to have smallpox. By the way, they don't vaccinate for smallpox anymore. The one thing that actually could kill people, they don't even vaccinate for it anymore. But <laughs> the things like measles, you know, remember the the, the Brady Bunch episode? I mean, <laughs> the measles. They got the measles and everybody was like, yeah, got the measles. I mean, it was fun, but chicken pox. I got the chicken pox, got the scar to show it. Like, yeah, we had chicken pox parties. Chicken right. pox. Right. And I think we've got to go back to saying you vaccinate for things that could kill, like you have a high chance of dying from, mm -hmm. but most things they're vaccinating for, especially the hep B shot, the day that a child is born, if the mother's hep B negative, the child doesn't have hep B and it's a sexually transmitted disease along with shared needles. Right. I, I, last, I didn't see babies having sex and doing drugs. No, like, yeah. no. Doesn't make sense. So I think this has caused people to just think. Why do we do what we do? Why do we trust who we trust? And are they worthy of our trust? And are these protocols serving me and my family the best? Yeah. And you now have the freedom to choose to do differently now that you know better. You can do that. That's better. right. Exactly. Let, you know, we, we're going to wind up the show, but I, let's talk about the success that you guys are having <laughs> and the reason why you think you're having it. <laughs> Holly? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 
I don't know. I think I think really, I know. We're real. We're just, we're, we, we are not experts. And I think we're showing people through example that you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a nurse. Although we are glad that we have a nurse on the podcast with us. You don't have to be a nurse. You don't have to be in public office. You don't have to be anything, but just a truth seeker. And anybody can do that. And you can find the information if you look for it. Um, and, and we're, and we're real. We don't try to tell you what to think. Like we always say, we don't try to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like we always say, we're three friends sitting around the the living room and we invite you in, you know, and I, f- I feel like our vibe is just very um, welcoming and just real and authentic. I guess that would be my take of it. And I think sure. what's good is when you have three people, we have three different people with that have like different focuses, like on, obviously I do a lot of more of the medical stuff. That's just where I, you know, my passion is, but we all bring so much information to the table and we provide the evidence. And I think that's what's helpful too, is that so many people have actually gone and used our evidence and shared it, you know, and it's empowered them to do that. So I think that's great because one of our, uh, interviewees or one of the people we interviewed, he was like, most people are like superficial skimmers. You know, you're just going to like glance at it if you even go to look at it. But when we actually do the research and provide it, that just makes it so much easier. Now it takes a lot of work and a a lot of time and we get a lot less sleep, which I'm sure Jody, you understand all this as well, but tell listeners how, how much time it takes for the three of you to share in a show a week. How much time are you putting in? Oh my gosh. It's like, there's, there's no clock in clock out. It's, uh-uh. it's constant. I mean, it, don't it's so much we, do the show, we do marketing, we do reels, we do Substack. Um, I mean, we're, we're on social, all kinds of social media and we're responsible. We do all of that. Yeah. 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 We have no, we have no income from it. We've had people reach out and want to sponsor us. We've not agreed to anything yet because again, like Amy said, we're authentic. And so if we don't believe in something, we don't want to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. but I do think it's Jody, I'm glad you asked that. Um, because not everybody's called to a podcast, right? What right. what people can do is they can talk to their friends. I I, I learned something today. Did you know? Right? Mm-hmm. That's a simple way to get the word out. It takes us, it is almost a full-time job. And it's yep. like Amy said, it's around dinners, it's around running businesses, it's around running you know, children left and right. We listen and then we cross-check. The hardest part is doing the fact-checking to say, is this legit? Is this real? Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to do our best. And, you know, in, in 18 months, we've yet to have anything fact-checked. Although PolitiFact wrote a good story about us. Um, yes. I shared it with you. I was like, look at you guys. Yeah, they just blew yeah. you up. We, we felt like we'd actually we're flattered. Something. We're flattered. But, <laughs> but I do think that, you know, again, we're, we really try to be ethical and, and not have an opinion and just say, we found this. What do you think? Um, you know, and, and so it is, it is a job. Um, and, and, but we're, it's a calling. It's kind of like when your friend said it's your ministry, right? It's, this is beyond this is beyond a, a hobby now. It's a, it's an actual calling that we Absolutely. feel we need to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with that. It, it's an absolute calling. Um you know, and and more of us are rising together and we're we're standing together like I found you, you know, you found me and and we're coming together. But I think one of the big issues is, is most of us don't have that entrepreneur spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was a nurse at be- in the bedside and I loved it. Now mm-hmm. I cannot, 
I mean, my license is intact, but I can't go back there. You know, knowing what I know now, I actually want to help people in a much different way to never make it to the hospital. Um, But now we're having to be entrepreneurs. And I do know that, you know, as women, like, or especially nurses, right. For, to help them get out and show them what you, they can do and what's possible and getting sponsors. I'm, I'm like you guys, you know, with nurses out loud, we have people coming to us all the time. And, um, and although I think there's some good products out there, I'm not interested in doing MLM. Like, I don't have the time to be like, you need to go on this leg and, and put her on that leg and grow this leg. And, you know, I just, I can't do that. So we're actually entertaining a sponsor now. Um, and, and I'm really excited. I think we're going to move forward with them. So I'll share that information with you guys, um, because it's all about products and it's all about helping people. And, um, and I won't say too much more than that until we decide, but that's all the time we have for today, friends. Remember, we are here on air five days a week, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with the information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and you can find me here every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And guys, listen, check out Just Think Podcast. I, I think what these ladies are doing is a movement. It's an absolute movement. And like they said, maybe you're not called to do the podcast because it it is really like a full-time job. Um, even when you're sharing in the duties to market and all of that. But um, just just think and talk and share your experience. And I will see you next Friday. Until then, God bless and continue to shine your light in the darkness. It's time and this is-